and perspective. Yes. yes, we're back with another episode. Um, let me start with last week. We had Larnell here. If you haven't checked out that episode yet, go and check it out now because a lot of knowledge has been dropped by him. He knows a lot about black history um, and the current situation, uh, black empowerment. Um, so if you haven't heard that one, go and listen to it. Um, also, if you listen to it on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. Uh, leave a comment, leave a like, follow us on Spotify. Um, you know, we're trying to get the numbers up. So all these things are important. Um, right. Roots and Perspective. Um, I got a very special guest here today. Wow. Um, his, his name is Pablo. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much. Kevin. Welcome, Pablo. Thank you so much. Pablo, you so are, much. Are, you, are you a pastor? Yes, yes, yes. I am. So... Pas oh, by pa the way, by the way, Kadeem, you don't have to call me pastor, but um, some of the people, most people, will know me by my first name, Illumide. So, um, obviously, what do, what what do I call you? You can call me Pablo, but just so that when they, I just said, let me throw that in there, so that they're like, uh, has he changed his name? Because right. these guys are actually my brothers, so they can call me that. If you so don't I, know me, I'm privileged. Yeah, if they don't, if you don't know me like no, that, don't be honor. calling me Pablo. That's a, that's a, that's an honor to start with, <laughs> Pastor. Pastor Shepherd is the is the proper title, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, to be honest, if we're gonna go by titles, um, as we all know, what a pastor is someone who looks after people. Uh, they started off by being those who were shepherds that look after sheep, just looking after a flock, right? Someone. So yes, that's a title. But my first name Illuminate means the Lord is here, and if you think about that, it's. It's a great title in the sense that I have to, if I'm going to live up to my name, I should be representing God everywhere I go. And as you know, the name Pablo is Paul in Spanish, and that just means humble, small. So um, there, there, you could you could go with whichever title you want. But all the names, is, all the names, yeah, it's all kind linking. Of linking. Yes, right. it's linking. I'm I'm here to represent God, right. and that's I yeah. think that's the biggest thing about anyone. What's your message? Because you know you can have the greatest name in the world, but if you're not living up to it. Yep. If you got yep. the title of doctor or pastor and you're not living up to it, yep. then it really isn't it. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in talking to you today, Pablo, because um we live in a world where a lot is going on. Yep. Um and I would like to to see the, the Christian perspective and, 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 and where the church comes in on a lot of these things. But to start um this conversation, could you tell us a little bit about your church and your role in the church? Yeah, so I'm so glad you said that because first thing is we should actually be calling it the ecclesia. Okay, and that what, what's means that, what does that mean? That's a Greek word for called out or ruling senate or called out people, called out ruling senate, called out people, um called out body, called out political party, anything that has to do with around governance and a nation of people called out to govern. So when you think of that, it probably sounds different to the, hey, the, just the gospel. Oh, pray, pray, right. and just read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, that most people think of when they hear the church. So that's what it should be. And if you think about a ruling government or Senate or party, they have different constituencies everywhere in their nation so the labor party the conservative party they've got 
a base in London, a base in different places all over the country. So I think Labour's base is like Manchester. I can't remember. Not Let's just sure. say it's Manchester. Yeah. I can't remember. So you would call that in quote one of the headquarters or the base. So as far as my base is concerned, it's currently Nottingham. Um, my local assembly is Risen Life. Uh, it's been a while you guys have been with me. So as you know, I was the lead pastor at Kingdom Culture in Nottingham. I'm no longer anymore. Okay. But because we are of the same nation, an ecclesia, I still vibes with them as brothers and sisters. So my role now is in working with different leaders in the body of Christ, which you would say church, to bring about synergy and bring about togetherness so that we can actually function the way we should rather than just, hey, clap, clap, pray, pray, pray. Because I'm sure you guys have probably thought to yourself sometimes, stuff's going on, but where's the church? Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to get into that in so a bit. But before we get into that, one of the things that I'm currently trying to do now is that I don't want people to be saying, where's the church? I want to be like, oh, we're here. Right, right. Yeah. Now, Pablo, uh, um, um, the, you, there's there's a lot of different um um how can I say it? there's a lot denominations of denominations within Christianity yeah now what which one is yours and what are some of the significant differences between them because personally I don't know how many there are <laughs> uh, I don't think I can keep up <laughs> I can't keep up you can't keep up neither so so why why let's start with it. why is it that there are so many differences well, unfortunately and you guys will know this when you have mankind and people someone will see something their way and if they don't follow script they'll go off and do their own thing like we all that are here we like football don't we so every season someone wins a championship now there could be different ways as to how someone can win the championship but there's a goal to win the championship so you can have different methods so liverpool high press and this and that my united counter attacking and possession man city possession arsenal the days when they were winning a long long time ago <laughs> possession and that's stuff i'm an arsenal in, fan but let, me too. let's not let's, let's not, not get, get into, into that but the point i'm trying to say is that these guys all win what should be happening with the body of christ is that we should have had the same goal in mind which was about winning people to think the way we think and we right little technical difficulties but we're back pablo sorry yes so we need to be we need to have been working on the same method of getting people to think the way we think and though that's not just the aim our aim was to present christ to people in a loving way in the mode of love in the way of love so if that remained the central theme and it does for a lot of us then it it won't matter so much the expressions that happen with different people but what had gone on is that people started seeing the, the expression so you with your methodists with your baptists and all of this and we're now majoring on expressions Right. For whatever reason, they started majoring on expressions. And that's how we ended up with so many denominations. Because someone would say things like, oh, I'm with the Kashif Christians. I'm with the Kadim Christians. I'm with the Pablo Christians. I'm with... The... And that wasn't the aim. It's like, say you have 
10 children and they're all like, I'm this side of dad. I'm this side of mom. You'd be like, no, we are what? Family together. Right. So your church operates from that narrative, right? Because often with organized religion, um, arguably it becomes a case of us versus them, right? And um, there's the assumption that us is closer to the truth than them, you know, that kind yeah, of thought process. a lot of people process. do that. Yep, a lot of people um, do that. Now, from your perspective and your church, is there then room for multiplicity? Unlike uh, an orthodoxy in where you say, our way is the right way, and you have to follow that, otherwise you're not right. How, how does that work? Because obviously there are so many, like just yeah. as you mm-hmm. probably will believe that, yeah, or, this or is say the way this to is do it. this is the way, yeah, uh-huh. right? But someone else yeah. will say, "No, this, no, is, the this way. is the way." And yeah. and now we're only talking about Chris- Christianity, and yeah. we ain't even talking the about the other religions in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. So, how how does that well, well, work? Well, this is it. Can you let me ask you this? Evidence. It's like this: who who won the title this year in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Liverpool. So as far as this year goes, their methods got the best result. Now, I know that sport and stuff like that is very different to what we're discussing, but yeah. I want to use it as an illustration. The evidence of who is living according to the way Christ was is that you need to examine who our God is. So when you examine who Christ is through biblical scripture and even through like historical um, data, yeah. that lines up with biblical scripture because like you said there's certain things that say that Jesus never existed he didn't he didn't die and, and rise up again he's dead and things like that but you need to measure who is living to the best and to the grace I want to use that word grace that has been given them by God as to how Christ lived and if you can measure that that's how you will know so for example some people still don't eat pork who are Christians. We would call that a minor. A minor issue. A mean. minor issue. Right, so right, we right. need to think to ourselves, what are the majors? So we live in a in, in the United Kingdom. Some people speak English with an accent. Is that a major or is that a minor? For me, that's a minor. As long as I can understand you, and I'm not, you know, being rude or saying, okay, because this person has a thicker accent than I do, I treat them a certain way. So I said all of that to say this. I do believe there's a way God needs to be served. But the best way to measure who's doing what is to take it to how God was acting and the evidence and the fruit of what it produces. Right. Pablo, is there any room for doubt within faith? Would you say, from your perspective, that um, um, obviously you're a devout Christian, there's no doubt about it, but is there any, at any point, any doubt within your faith? And is there room for that? There's doubt with us as people. But the reason why we say there's no doubt with God is because in our faith... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say God. I would, yeah. I would say uh, uh, um, 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 the, the, the particular... Uh, um, path of Christianity that you follow and, and there's obviously a title attached to uh, uh, the, the certain church that you're with um, so what I mean is that um, 
some people some people arguably would say that a, a, um, a faith without doubt would become a dogma you understand what i'm saying okay so let me see let me say this to see if i understand you so the doubt is like oh, is this the right way to go are we are we doing this yeah and almost the way it should be yeah almost done? like a endless exploring of your faith so in a way where you you, you won't say okay. like let, you let, let me what I'm share it with you like this so we are on a journey to becoming like Christ right so along that journey there'll be times whereby we can doubt situations we can doubt ourselves but because there's a picture there's an end goal we want to get to yeah we have less doubt in that end goal so anywhere that doubt comes in there's room for people to if you like if they sin if they make a wrong choice to receive them and get up and go again almost like when you are you're you're striving for stuff oh, you make a mistake oh scratch that start again so there's room there's room for that uh if that kind of answers your question yeah in a way it does um but what i mean is that um like i said we're dealing with a lot of different religions um in this world and we're dealing with a lot of like <laughs> religions within religions so yeah. to speak so how can we avoid that um that conflict between those people and those groups because like i said it, it arguably fade without a certain room for i don't know if doubt is the right word you see but how can we avoid that these groups become a, 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 a let, dogma okay let me ask you this do you think if there was if there was only one door to get out of your house right right do you think that it would be right for everyone to go through that door rather than through the window or to bust the wall and get out through there would you say that there's only one way out of this house out through that door yeah, yeah? i understand what you're saying yeah it's so arguably um there's a there's a saying that goes as there are as many paths to God as uh, as there are hearts beating in in human beings. Is that something that you could relate to? Where the Christian faith is concerned, even Christ says that he is he is the door. He is the way to God. And one thing I want people to understand is this: if you create something, you get to give it the boundaries and the parameters like let's say cash created a skill and i remember cash is quite skillful in football so if he creates a skill and someone else comes and even makes it better and does something that's fine but he gets the patent on the original skill he created he can say hey i was the first one to do this that was me mm -hmm. so if you want to do it the cash way this how to do it if you want to make it your way, hey, go for that. Now, the difference between uh, God's way is that every human being is going to experience death. Yeah. And because we all know we all die. Inevitable. Inevitable. We have to ask ourselves, if like animals, we die and that's it, we just decay and nothing happens afterwards, then live your life the way you want. But if we believe what God says through the Bible and through Holy Scriptures, then you are charged to act that way. If you believe what the Quran says, 
and you think that's the way it's going to work, then you are to act that way. If you believe in Buddha and what that says, then you are to act that way. Right. So arguably the differences between religions are um, a, are of different cultural backgrounds and different geographical locations than basically. Well, depending on some of them, and I only know most about the uh, Christian faith and the Muslim yeah. faith. So the cultural background with the um, Christian faith has to do with Judeo uh, beliefs so yeah. that has to do around the area of Palestine those who lived in that area that Middle Eastern area same thing with um, uh, the Quran so Muhammad being the founding father of um, of uh, Islam, of Islam yeah. he is he is from Saudi Arabia right yeah. so that neck of the word well yes they have their cultural um, stories within their books and what's happened but ultimately I cannot speak as well as that if I don't know. Yeah, no, so no. Here's what I'd yeah, share. Yeah, go on. It goes beyond the culture. It's saying that because God created us a certain way, we need to divorce culture. So, yes, I might be Nigerian uh, by birth, uh, grown up as an Englishman, so there's a mix of cultures in me. God's saying to me, uh, you check all those stuff at the door and you look at how I am and you follow me for yeah. eternal life to live forever and these are strong strong words you would need to come into the experience of this to understand how this works mm -hmm. it does disqualify other beliefs right. other faiths and other things but the key for our faith is that we are not permitted to hate others because they don't believe like us we are permitted to be patient with people till they see it we, the way we do. And that's where maturity and love actually comes in. Because if you're saying to someone, hey, look, 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 there's a ditch in the road and they can't see it. Mm. You can even decide that you are going to drag them and say, you're not going to that ditch. Or you're patient for them to see it. So you would say that um, because, you know, arguably, obviously, someone that was be born in this neck of the woods, this side of the world, um, would arguably, because of the geographical location, fall into the Christian faith, for example. Yeah. Someone that's being born, let's say, in the Middle East, yeah. um, will fall into the religion of Islam, Islam because possibly, of the geographical yeah. location. Mm -hmm. Someone in India will yeah. fall into Hindi Hinduism or, yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. So it seems that uh, a lot of times people are being born into the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, kind of what I'm trying to get at is, 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 is there room f for um, multiple religions in a world from the perspective of the church? From Christianity, the simple answer is no. Right. So uh, how, how do you deal with yeah. that, though? <laughs> this is how we deal with it. That, that, that statement that I just said. Yeah. So we believe that our God was the creator of everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, man turned away from that and that affected everyone of us all. Pablo, just sorry yeah, to go, interrupt you. Go for Isn't it. the word God and then you know, there's a lot of translations for this for this word. Isn't that just doesn't it just become a semantic battle of of like I said different geographical locations, but in the end the same message is being spread. Okay, so um to answer your question, yeah. If we believe that 
our God is a creator and based on our experiences with the written word of God, which we call the Bible, Holy Scriptures, and how life has played out from what we can see, then we have one absolute worldview. Right. So I understand that people on earth think that in order for peace in their mind, being tolerant of other faiths, and when I say tolerant of other faiths, I'm not saying that we are not tolerant of people. We're right. very tolerant of people, but our faith demands that we have a one sole allegiance to this way and not moving from that way. Yeah. And we are saying that in our patience and our love to others, we're trying to show them that this is the way to go. So it doesn't mean that I can't talk to a Muslim. I can't talk to someone who's Buddhist. I can't be civil with them. I can't love them. But I make it clear that when it comes to the way I live my life, this is my code. This is what I do. There is no room for me to say one day, hey, I need a second wife, baby. I'm going for no, no. That doesn't fit in my code. There's no room for one day for me to say, you know what? Uh, I need to kill my third child because it's getting too expensive to look after them. There are some core things in our faith that there's no room for. Okay, and so and basically you argue that certain I'm not we're gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but there's there is other um other ways faiths, of religions in this religions, world that yeah. don't share the same they don't code as they don't what you yeah. would see as um a very important. Yep. Right, okay. Um Pablo, um I wanna talk a little bit about um Jesus Christ and who he was. Because you said um the, the 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 purpose for the followers of Jesus Christ is to become like him. Like him. W what does that mean? Becoming like Jesus Christ. What what kind of man um, was he? And and Christ said this: No greater love hath anyone to die for his friend. There's certain people you could deem would consider catching a bullet for. Mm -hmm. But you will never know until that situation comes. So, like, you know, I know you you guys are close. You guys are brothers. You're tight. I mean, we're living together. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. it would be very, very easy for you to say, you know what? I've got your back, bro. But until that day comes, and I pray it doesn't, whereby someone's saying, you know what? Your life or your brother's life. Mm -hmm. Now, if you said, you know what? Take him. He may not front because at the end of the day, he's probably thinking like, raw, <laughs> I have a chance to live here. Now, the way in which you let him be taken is a different thing. So let's say you say to that person, take him and the person's about to go for them. And then you now come and you jump on that guy and you stop him killing him. Then he's going to be like, oh, bro, you had me going for a second there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, say he goes, take him. And then the guy with the gun says, oh, man, is that how you're doing it? He now takes you. He's out there thinking, oh my goodness. Did my boy really think that? Allow me, I'm going somewhere with this. Mm -hmm. If now, you now turn around and you say, no, take me. And that guy kills you. Cash is left thinking, you know what? My brother died for me. So what Jesus is saying is that to prove that I love you guys, to prove that I'm your God, I came to live a life whereby I didn't break any of the rules that I had set 
because God had set some rules. I was kind and loving to everyone. And when people were going against what should have been in the temple, he had zeal and chased that out. There's a story whereby Jesus saw people selling in the temple. So doing something they shouldn't do. And he chased them out because of the zeal and the passion. And he died. The Bible said there was prophecy that he would rise again. Let me share this with you. Of all the historical figures, Jesus Christ's body is the one that has never been found. Till today. You have Tutankhamun who lived before Jesus Christ's time, that Pharaoh. In that coffin, the bones, wherever they've turned into ashes, they're still there. There are statues, there are writings about King David. <clears throat> He's gone. Alexander the Great, mentioned in the Bible. He's gone. And so many other historical figures, Hitler, we've seen they've gone. These guys have not come back. He's the only figure that's lived as a man, but they could not keep his bones because he's no longer here. So to sum up your, to summarize again after the long story, he is a person, though he was God, chose to become human in order to redeem mankind so they don't have to go through the cycle of dying. That after they die the first death, there will come a time whereby everyone's resurrected again who's dead. Those who are alive will be judged. And those who die in him go to live and be with him forever without ever dying again, which was his purpose. Right. So which was his um which is what he wanted us to do. So that's who Jesus Christ is. Someone who would die for you, someone who did die for you, and says that follow his example, and you will also receive the reward due okay. to you right however he suffered there will be times you fall in christ that you will need to suffer too right i'd like to get into that um because yeah. we seem to be born i'm, I'm going to use my papers because i'm not Go clever enough to remember <laughs> don't say Pablo. that um <laughs> we seem to be born with a strange sort of um inner yearning for a deeper meaning and understanding um of our existence and purpose would you agree right Hundred um, percent. And in my understanding, um, this would have to be uh, a, some sort of a transcendent experience or state of some sort to reach a certain state of being. Yep. I think Jesus um, said something: uh, the kingdom of heaven within. Is, is that correct? Yes. Am I saying that right? Okay. So now the compulsion to get power, to get money, to get material, to have sex, um, to get high on whatever the substance mm. may be arguably are just blind and almost uh, desperate attempts of this inner yearning of a deeper meaning or uh, what you know we might call the connection with god right mm. um now those material and physical based desires don't ever seem to be enough for human beings right um it, it's not really what that inner yearning is looking for so there's always a need for more there's always a need hunger to, for more yeah the hunger for more so this is the circuitry of addiction i would argue um and um we seem to be unaware of the fact that this is actually a, a, um, a spiritual search for something deeper but we don't know how to express it um so it's necessary to have the awareness of the inability of living on those temporary highs, knowing that it's not there, right? It's it's somewhere else. Our satisfaction doesn't lay in material. It doesn't lay in sex and, and, and physical 
desires basically um do you believe that that it doesn't lay in those things yeah i do believe that yeah okay uh we're also living in a culture that doesn't present you with the ideology of a deeper meaning and existence uh, but one that just tells you that you know you're just a bundle of atoms and nerves to accumulate wealth you know <laughs> that's kind of what is being thrown at us all day long right um i guess right so you know my, my let, me, let me get to my question now pablo because I'm, I'm babbling on no that's fine that's um fine. I'm, I'm listening yeah saying. my question is do you believe in a deeper transcendent state or experience for 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 as a human being so like a deeper understanding of of oneself like a, a spiritual awakening and does this belong within the christian faith does it is because for me like like i said the, the the kingdom of heaven is within that's how i understand what jesus said there that there is something within yourself that is uh transcendent from what you might see and know does it make sense what i'm uh, it makes trying, sense. trying to, so let, trying me, to let, let me say it this way yeah when christ came to the world of all men born the difference with his birth is that yes he was born of a woman and she had to be a virgin just so that people would understand that look this is god because if he was born to another man he wouldn't be god yeah you know what i'm saying like my son my daughters they are not god nor demigods right. you know they are they're men mankind yeah whereas christ god uses mary's womb to have this baby be born there was no man needing to provide the sperm and when you think about it from how all other babies are born that's impossible right mm -hmm. let's be honest mm -hmm. that's impossible that doesn't make sense children are born when a man and a woman sleep together yeah but this is the one where, where we're told this didn't happen because he's god all right so i believe god transcends With everything in right god so you're saying god transcends, god transcends everything. everything so that transcendence is within We, yes yourself. because because he created us there is that yearning like you said yeah and and honestly every cognitive human being when i say cognitive someone who can reason with their brain knows that there's more to what they can see if it were not so why do we have dreams mm -hmm. i think I, I can't quote this because I'm not a scientist. I think every single human being has had, had at least one dream in their life. And not just like a daydream whereby I can just put a picture in my mind. That when you sleep, you're able to have visions, right? And you now wake up and you're like, oh, you either wake up from the dream or you wake up, oh, whoa, what just happened? Mm -hmm. So I think those are the evidences that there is another world. Yeah, And that's where I agree with you that there is something that transcends this earth plane that we live in. Okay, now I want to ask you, Pablo, in the world that we live in today, um, that seems to be, that seems to be a lot of emphasis on material, yeah. uh, materialism and consumerism. Yes. And obviously, in my opinion, that it's a vis vicious, nihilistic and ultimately unfulfilling cycle in which we're trapped in. Yeah. Now, you're a member of the church, you're a pastor. So you're very active in 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 um, in 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 that um, in that part of uh, our society. I can imagine that you see a lot of young people in your church that 
do also fall into these traps. Yep. How do you approach these people? Or is there, does, what kind of active role does the church have in, in explaining that? I'll talk about what we should have. Okay. Because I want to lean on the fact that as much as, because unfortunately with men in every industry, there's some people who are good disciples of stuff. There's some who are bad. So yeah. uh, Kasha knows this. Uh, he's part uh, Nigerian as well. There's some people who think of certain Nigerian people are what? 419. Yeah? Dodgy people. Right. That's because certain people from that part of the world do that. But there's some people who don't do that. Is that fair to all Nigerians to now say that they're like that? It isn't, is it? It isn't, no. Same way with certain people who could say that, oh, oh, someone from Amsterdam, they definitely smoke weed. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's people in Amsterdam who don't. Yeah, I Smoke do. Weed. I, I do get that stereotype all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? So these stereotypes are there because who created them? It's man. Right. It's man. And what we should be doing for the young people is presenting them another optional way of living, and that's done best when we model it. And this starts with the home. There's a reason why. I celebrate single fathers and single mothers. When I say I celebrate them, deep down, they will tell you it's better to have a partner to do something. It's better to have two. Mm -hmm. And when the home is stable, it's easier for a boy or a girl to be able to see mum and dad, older brother, older sister, younger brother, younger sister. Because sometimes a younger brother, a younger sister, or or someone of the same age, in case they're twins, can also inspire. That gives people the confidence to do things the right way, depending on how things go down. So I think that's the first place that we need to do. We need to be empowering people so that the next generation have present fathers and present mothers in the home. Okay. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's one level. That's one level. So when we see these young children, we should model the way they should be. I'll take it for example in life. Why is it that the so-called people who give us all this material stuff in children's cartoons don't have swearing in it? Why? They're trying to say children don't swear. Now, unless things are going to change soon, and they might, it might, mm. they have some sort of reasoning that it's not good for a two-year-old or one-year-old a four-year-old or five-year-old anyone under the age of 12 to be hearing swearing but all of a sudden when it now comes to 12 12 8 13 15 it's okay to swear now mm-hmm. now i understand some people swear out of a lifestyle of language or anger so i'm not here to come and debate you i'd love you to chuck away your swearing facts but i'm not here to come and debate you on that i'm here to come and say that Think about why is it okay for an adult to swear, but it's not okay for a child. Mm-hmm. So what changes? And this is why I went to why we have to have absolutes. And that's what Christianity has. It has a certain way of living, so you carry that out for the rest of your days and it's beneficial to all mankind. Whereas with the world and the systems of the world, it's this, it's that, it's that. The, the trends just keep changing. Okay. Changing. But, yeah, but the, I mean, we, we we can't argue that the people within the church are also part of the system, right? And I'm coming to them. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. So go on. So you're right. 
we are part of the system and the problem now happens whereby people like me and I was one of them I didn't used to follow the right way I was one leg this way one leg the other way and it was when I gave myself to mentorship allowed myself to be coachable was accountable would go and tell on myself when I did the wrong things that I now went on the straight and narrow now it doesn't have to be like that that's the story for a lot of ministers and a lot of people doing things the wrong way while leading and that comes from a broken system and and we as humans trying to do things our way mm -hmm. so you're right there are people in the system of the body who aren't doing it right I'll hold up my hand I used to be one of them so I'm not going to call any names of those who are I'll use myself as an example but now that I've seen how to do it properly I know how to help young people avoid the potholes just be accountable man how do you f how do you feel it's how how you feel that's going uh to be honest for me and not for yourself yeah. i mean i mean uh, oh oh as in like the no shift. no yeah no i'm not as talking like about you as an individual because oh, okay, gotcha. i i do believe that yeah. you you've got a higher understanding of this already yeah. i'm talking about a lot of the young um young people in the church um how how do you think they are dealing and coping with with this system which seems to prize utility above all else seems to prize yeah. materialism yeah. consumerism because yeah. you know we're living in a society that really runs on on, on this model yep right so obviously uh, uh the christian church had a lot more influence politically in the past than it has now so i, I feel like religion has faded away a little bit from from the, well, the model think, think of what it has so it has a lot because some of the leaders in the world now no longer consider it uh valuable or valid yeah so that's why it's faded away one two those who are leaders in the body yeah didn't come up with a clearer plan to combat it and when i say a clearer plan you can see the difference as you said we used to be part of legislation and leading on how things should be we no longer are because someone somewhere along the line dropped the ball. So that means that the young people are struggling. They won't want to come to me to for help. Guess what? They're going to want to do it by themselves. And you as an adult know this, uh, bro, that if you try and do something by yourself, rather than learn from someone who's a natural teacher or had better experience, what are you going to end up with? You're going to end up with making more mistakes than you should. Mm -hmm. And not everyone gets away from it. So like, let's say we're in an area whereby someone knows that's a trouble spot. Don't go there. But someone's like, I ain't going to listen to you. They go there. What happens? They get in trouble. So unfortunately, a lot of the young people in the body yeah. are finding it difficult if, if they don't have the right leaders and teachers around them. Okay. Where the right leaders and teachers are and they're modeling it, they're showing it, they're just not preaching or saying it you'll see different results. Because there are some young people who are making the right choices, you know, who are leading the right way, who are not just following after materialism. But you're right, we can't ignore that more are, and more are because of bad leadership. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, bad leadership is one thing, obviously, one, one, one uh, side of the story. Because the other side of the story is, is that you're obviously working against a system that works so hard to get young people to think that 
it's all about consumerism materialism right it's it's almost become a religion itself it's become um, a way of life yeah yeah a way of life and 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 we are being born into it now we all want that new iphone when it comes out we all want it we all want you know at least you know uh, we want to look good we want to have that outfit we want to have 15 pair of sneakers <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's this is and and arguably in my opinion this gets in the way of that transcendency that we spoke about earlier right is 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 that wanting that addiction yeah to wanting yeah. stuff because another thing i think that jesus christ would you know less was more you know he didn't own anything he didn't have yeah, belongings to be honest, and to be honest if i can help out with what you're saying yeah this comes with who are your friends who are you with do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I know some of us will not listen to some certain music today because we're older and wiser. Yeah. But let's be honest. When we were younger and our olders were listening and doing some certain stuff, what did we do? We just followed. So imagine if the early hip hop was talking about respect women. Don't call women the B word. Mm-hmm. A lot of us would have grown up with that idea of respect women don't call women mm-hmm. the B word. If not just only early hip hop, but other people didn't want to use the N word anyhow, and some still do today. And I have patience for some that do because it's their language. When I say it's their language, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm not saying that they shouldn't think about changing it because of the world that we live in, but they just used it. Whoever decided to make it an incorporate positive thing, I don't know who it was, but they used it. And you just go with what you see your olders do. And that's part of what's happening. So who's someone's older? Who's leading someone? Because look, nowadays, mm. your top rapper is not calling <laughs> women the B word. Well, at, at the moment, he isn't. And I'm talking about like your your Drakes and people like that. So unless yeah, he is, because I'm, I'm not as current, but yeah. there's still some that will still do that. And But I feel like most of them are still portraying that, that need they for will. consumerism. They if, will, you know, and if, they do. They if do. you get this car, you'll be happy. If you get this house, you you will find happiness. And and, and that seems to be the well, main well, the truth is, emphasis. The, the truth is, just look at the evidence. There's a lot of people in Hollywood, maybe not so much rappers, but there's a lot of people who have all these material things they're still depressed they're still depressed yeah. so you should be saying to young people to look right just look at how this person's life is okay and this is where someone like me of faith comes in it's not just enough to just clear that stuff you have to have a goal you have to have a way of thinking things yep. that guide how you will behave in every situation and i will shout this from the rooftops the belief in God and the faith in Christ is the one and only true way that will deliver. There could be people who are not living like that and they're okay because they do self-help, they have systems and they're not into materialism and all of that. And to them, they're fine. But my question is, look at yourself properly. You claim you're fine. But search yourself properly like, are you really, really fine? Or are you just telling all of us that? Because it's what we want to hear. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, that's what I, I, I just said earlier is obviously 
once your um, objective and your desires are only um, materialistic stuff and 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 f and, and and physical yep. uh, uh, desires, there is never going to be enough of it. You always need more. It's just as more. a normal any addiction, really. You, know, yep. you take one drugs, uh, dr uh, dose of drugs, you're gonna need a, another one uh, mm. soon, and, and probably stronger than the last one as well. Yeah. So it's it's a it's it's a, a never ending story. Um, Indeed. Right. Right, Pablo. Um, let's let's move on to something else. Um, I want to talk about um, you know your 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 man you man of God, you're a pastor, but you're also a black man. Um, there's a lot going on right now in the world mm -hmm. that we're seeing. Um, now, would you say that is your is your like, what what does your church actually look like? Is it predominantly black people in the church, or is it mixed? How, what, what what does it look like? Well, do you mind if I uh, answer your question with what we what it should be first? Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, on. when I say what it should be, let me let me submit this because I don't want to pretend like what I'm about to say is the law and nobody else can say something different. I want to make that clear. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like, hey, listen to me. I have it all. There's that. Because I'm I still like learning. I like that. I like yeah? that. So imagine this. You spoke before about people think we're atoms. The truth is... No, no, I'm not saying... Let me refer. Okay. I'm not saying people think... But that's how the system seems to treat us. I know. That's right. how the system yeah, sees. Yeah. 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 So... The system comes from people. That's why I mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, so, of course, yeah. However, if you think about it scientifically, it only makes sense that one man and one woman were the progenitors of the whole human race today. Which means every single one of us has the same first original father and mother. Whether you are lighter skinned, darker skinned, silkier hair, I mean, look, myself and you guys were of the same skin color tree, but look at your hair is different to mine. We're more closer in skin color than uh, Adin, but your hair is different to mine. Now, the point I'm trying to make is why did we have to accept the person who wanted to divide us? Okay. Whereas in the early days, People were, if they were categorized, oh, that person's from China. That person's from Mongolia. That person's from Bulgaria. From Holland. From Suriname. From um, Grenada. From Jamaica. From South Africa. From, from Zambia. It wasn't about their skin color. Now, some people decided to come together for their gain to separate us for skin color. I was watching some videos recently, and because I've not done my full research, because I've not done my full research, I won't reference that video just yet. However, let me submit this. If whoever decided to split us up and call some black, some white, they they would never call someone from China yellow. Because that, that's just, in our day and age today, it won't be politically correct. It's unfair because they're not actually physically yellow. Even though someone could, you know, a baby could call uh, Kadeem yellow, for example, because that baby doesn't understand enough yet, their baby. But if me as a full adult call him yellow just because he happens to be much, much lighter brown than others, or I call you black because you happen to be darker than others, if we look at you properly, it's your hair that's black. Your skin's not black. 
your skin's actually brown. Mm-hmm. If we look at a Caucasian person, you've got a white paper there. Their skin's not white. In fact, their skin color's closer to his and mine than to white and then to ours is black, mm-hmm. which tells you that because we all have blood in our bodies and it's just the blood that's inside that gives it this color, this pigmentation, some have more melanin than others. We all have melanin, yeah. Caucasian or, or African or Caribbean, wherever so, we are. So that's all semantics. That's all, the semantics has hurt us though. But can and, I, can I? Put, and before yeah, you say sorry, that, sorry. I went round that long route to say that I don't identify with that term black. Not because I don't like Caribbeans or Africans, but I don't want to be categorized by the person who wanted to divide us. Do I believe in supporting people who are African, Caribbean a lot more because they have been marginalized? 100% yes. We need to do more for those who have not been helped in life. Will I now decide that because there are some Caucasians or people that are called white who did this to the world that I can never vibe with them? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to treat each individual based on the merits and the way they behave. If that were not so, the local assembly I'm part of now, my family are the only African or really dark-skinned people there. Everyone else is Caucasian. In Okay, that's... Yeah, back and we've church. been there since October. Okay, because I was listening to this segment the other day, um, Eckhart Tolle, this German teacher, right? And he says that racism starts in the human mind, okay? Um, racism is only possible when a, when a certain segment of people around you are of a different race. Then you can define your ego through identification with that. Yeah. Um, before racism becomes uh, externalized as behavior, it has to start in the mind. Okay. Um, and then it externalizes further and it manifests itself into the form of economic and social institutions and systems that we create. Um, now, before all that happens, the root of it all starts in the human mind. And how it starts is with the identification, with a, a thought from that says, this is me of this color, and they're of that color, so they are less. That, that is kind of the, the, the thought process. So a person that is completely in the grip of, of his ego can never really truly meet you. Um, when you come together, this person sees you as the image that he or she arises in the e- egoic mind, okay? Um, now, that, that, that's not... Right. So, ba- basically, they, they cannot relate to you. They can only relate to their own mental image of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So, you're imposing an identity on the other. Um, so, you're never meeting that person at all. You're only meeting the constructs oh, sure. of your yes. own mind, yeah. right? Now, that's what Eckhart Tolle said, just making it clear that ain't, I'm, not, I'm not that clever in it. So shout out to him for that. OK, now I want to talk a little bit with you about the image of white Jesus. What is your take on 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 the imagery of 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 the prophet of Christianity in the churches? Do you think there is a problem with that? Because what I've just explained to you is that it starts in the human mind an identification is true. true with. Right. This this also links back to what you were saying before about um, the denominations. Now, there's a lot of us in the body of Christ. We don't subscribe to having pictures of Jesus Christ in our buildings, in our homes. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Those who have subscribed to having that image of the, you know, almost feminine looking <laughs> cool. like a Hollywood like a Hollywood character not even a Hollywood just like there's p- 
pink lips, silky long hair, and all of this. We don't subscribe to that. And that thing is actually a minor to us. But now now okay. I understand, especially in the in the in the world we live in, mm-hmm. it's a minor to those of faith, but to the world we live in and those looking on the outside, it's a major. So we can't ignore it. We can't ignore it. I don't think that should be the picture used, number one, because it okay. isn't. Okay. If you look at those who are in the Middle East, Christ should either look like, I would say, two or three type people based on the lineage who, who came from, which is... Well, there is a, a verse in the Bible that kind of describes woolly hair and... and, and when, when you hear that, when do you hear that woolly hair? Now, remember, the Bible that describes Christ in his glorified form it's not really that human way that we're looking now it's not the same christ that walked on earth so let, let me help you with this feet burnished as bronze right you guys are thinking about yeah that. so yeah. yeah bronzy burnished is more brownie in color right but if you look at the the meaning of what that is in the greek because when the bible was written it wasn't written in english it was written in greek so this talks about um, metals, uh, crystals, uh, things that that God had created to give us a picture of who He is, to transcend how different He was from just a regular human. So, Cash, hear me out. It also says that His face outshines the brightest sun. Look, look at the sun. You can't really look at the sun. So, I would say to people, if you're trying to pin Jesus down to a skin color. You're looking at it all wrong. Okay, so the it, so so okay, so your church isn't behind We're not any behind, type of image. No, but but you say it's a minor thing. Okay, in, let, let, let me take some explain, steps back. Let yeah. me take some steps back. Yeah. I know we want to give Christ a picture, especially because he walked on Earth as a human, but we need to think of who he is now. So when he resurrected, they were able to recognize him because they saw the holes in his hand holes in his side so as someone who was born into the jewish hebrew lineage he could have been close to your skin color he could have been close to some of the middle east who are very very much lighter than you skin color he could have also been close to the ethiopian brothers like a nipsey hustle skin color i say it could be those three for the physical Jesus that walked the earth because when you look at the line of King David Solomon married an Egyptian and we know that as of those times those Egyptians were people of mine and us skin's colors so when you think that they were all intermarrying we didn't have pictures of what they looked like and up till today we know that those who came back to live in Israel today they're not all the actual Hebrews and Jews that lived there during Jesus' time. So we don't know the actual skin color pigment that Christ would have picked up because it's too long time ago. There's been so much coming together and people marrying different. So we need to focus on who he is, sorry, more than who he looked like. That said, we can't ignore if people keep on putting up the wrong picture and imagery of him. That is wrong. Yeah, that is wrong, and it that should be and it addressed, be. right? It shouldn't be. If people want to go and hang up 
that that and have a more darker looking Christ. Because to me personally, uh, 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 Pablo, like if you are a, a, a young uh, um, a, a child or, or even an adult and you look at a picture of which is supposed to be your God isn't uh, in any way reflecting to the way that you look like. It can put you in a subservient posture, right? Mm. If If God is white, then all white people must be of God and it can put yourself in a subservient I, I posture understand. which I, I think is, is a dangerous thing I understand and this is where teaching comes in if we want to know what Jesus Christ looks like today go and look in the book personally, of Revelation I, 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 personally like like you said like there is no image of, of Jesus I think that is yeah. the best way to go personally yeah. but I'm just saying that I, we that still see this problems. Yeah, that, we, has caused, that caused problems, problems serious right. problems yeah. and we still see that image in churches and in yep. homes today which i think is, is a big problem i um, will agree with that i will agree with that i, 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 Those I just images to, don't need to be being circled i just around. wanted to touch on that um i'm gonna ask my ceo over here <laughs> if what how whatever i got left am i am i good for for a little bit more i i, I yes we can keep, keep on going ceo says hey, it's you a guys go. are gonna owe mrs shepherd some uh groceries man Cause I'm not back home yet. <laughs> oh, wow. that's 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 an issue between you and your wife. We are not getting into I'm playing, that. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm <laughs> playing. Pablo, I just wanted to touch on one more thing be before we gonna before we gonna go, right? And that is, is everything in the Bible to be taken exactly literate, or is it is there a, a certain symbolic and mythical aspect to it? Hmm. Good question. Uh, simple Thank answer you. is yes. The sim the symbolism is there also. So let me give give this, me an example, please. Give you an example. When I say literally, yes, is that there are clear guidances as to how we should be. So, for example, the Old Testament said an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Christ comes and says that look, you were given this because of the hardness of your hearts. Those people that were told eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, they didn't know any other way to behave. So God has to give them a law, which is about 620 something, mm -hmm. to help them live with each other. Christ comes and says, hey, look, you don't have to live like that anymore. I will bring the law to two things. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? If you love God, you find out who God is and you do all the things that God wants. If you love your neighbor as yourself, it means that you don't do anybody in life wrong. Mm -hmm. For me, that solves everything. That solves everything because as we we're talking before, all these systems, materialism, all of this, it has to do with what? People. So if you're treating people well and you're treating your neighbor as yourself, not because you're like this and you're treating them that way. No, you're treating them in a way that's going to love them and look after them, that's what Christ was saying. Yeah. So there are some sim there's some things that are symbols, for example. I understand the eye yeah, yeah. for an eye kind of thing. Yeah. But kind of what I'm asking asking yeah. you here more, Pablo, because you know, I'm just asking you because you're the one with the most knowledge on all of these topics here. So not the most um, knowledge, but yes, I no, more, <laughs> more than me, yeah. So um are all the events around for example, Jesus Christ to be taken literally. Definitely, because he was a historical figure, like you and I are historical figures. We are having this broadcast right now. This is taking place. So all those things that happened that were recorded by him, they took place. Yeah, because it seems that in, in history, a lot of um, 
ancient religions seem to share the same story of a prophet born to a virgin, crucified, died for three days and resurrected. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of them. Uh, I know, but you know? here's my thing. Which one of them says, and, and even some of them say they're coming back, right? Yeah. But which one of them, of all of these ones that are similar, when you look at it and you examine it well, which one claims that there are no other gods? Because the Bible says that. Yeah, and um, um, what, Pablo, what about the um, the resemblances with um, the ancient people um, seeing the sun as some sort of a godlike object and, and um, certain similarities between the sun disappearing for three days during the winter solstice and coming back after those three days could could those be symbolic resurrections of the stories of jesus christ um the three kings are also three stars um for example okay, it's just I'll a go, question I'll go, i like, I'll go to, back I like to, to race with you i'll go back to what i said before yeah. um when you look at the fact that christ of all these other gods and stuff was a historical figure. So some of these ancient um, things, all of their so-called human gods died and are no longer here. Or at best, is saying they're going to come back. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the ways that we know and we will find out whether our Christ is true is that there is a promise that he's coming back. It's going to happen according to biblical interpretation and prophecy mm -hmm. but because he existed before it's either he didn't exist and we made him up because his bones are nowhere to be found yeah, but then I there's but, clear but, yeah, there's on, clear accounts around history that this person was crucified this person was killed the Romans even put a stone in the way because they heard People say he's going to rise up on the third day. And just so that people wouldn't lie and say he rose, they put a big stone there. Mm -hmm. But that didn't stop it because when they rolled the stone back, the body was gone. So nobody could have physically taken that body away, says that account. So mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's assume that that's lying and that's not true. That, you know, we made this up and history made all of this up. Why does history now hang on calling life before Christ and after his death. Everything just seems to be linked to this central figure. So you can either say, okay, well, whoever shaped the world decided to go for that. Because well, I wouldn't say shape the world, but I would say that there was a, a, um, um, a collective understanding that the sun gave warmth, life, prosperity, growth, and darkness, the absence of the sun, um gave um danger uh, predators no growth and no life so and i'm not saying mm. this is what it is but i'm just okay let, putting let, this let, to you yeah let, let me let me put this to people that say that mm -hmm. if you believe that right i want you to go and pray to the sun and pray to the moon and i want you to do it for one year and i want you to record everything that happens after you do and if it works for you, I'll say don't stop. Right. Okay. Because well, I, what I went to do was I like pray I like to Jesus Christ. 
for more than a year mm-hmm. and it's not just working for me because it's only my truth i can put clear evidential facts to things that have happened before i was alive whilst i was alive and if he tarries that will happen afterwards i think everything can be pinned down to evidence mm-hmm. look at the evidence look at the fruit of what people say so for example a man and a man cannot produce a child a woman and a woman cannot produce a child and i use that as an example because the bible talks about procreation that scientists if they really really wanted to show that they were god go and make go and make them a man produce a child with, with without having to do it the way of uh, having sexual intercourse with a woman it doesn't happen why is that certain laws and certain things were put in place and that's what i'm saying to people if you really really want to know what's true the truth ask the questions pray to the sun pray to the moon see what happens i like the, i like that answer pablo um we're gonna have to yeah, end this, this conversation it. uh Pablo, it, it was a really good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for your time um, as well. I, I, I wanted to, 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 you know, fill you in with some of these perspectives and narratives that you might not hear every single day. Uh, I think you answered them greatly. Um, it was a good conversation, man. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to pluck yourself in any sort of way, if you like to. Um, I don't know if there's any... Yes, interesting you say that. Projects. I'm, I'm glad that you said that, Adeem, because we were talking about how people, materialism, and people had this view of transcendence. If you look at the world today, the average person has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Think about 10 years ago. I think some people were just about getting onto it. Mm. Now, people who didn't do drama, who didn't do performing arts, everyone just thinks they have something to say instagram social media has empowered people to have so much of a voice and i used to say i just don't want to follow the trend but i now realizing something that you guys said there needs to be a standard Hmm. If there's so many denominations that in would Christianity, have been, that would have been cash. Probably <laughs> saying that. If there, if there's, if there's so many denominations, how do we know which one is right? So, I am here to say that I am part of those that want to be right. I am not going to shy away from that. Okay. I want people to come and check out my page on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Where can Illumid they find you? Underscore free, and hopefully when we edit the video, you guys will write it on there as well. Absolutely. So it's Illumid we'll underscore free. We'll be in so the description. Yeah. O L U M I D underscore free for Instagram, for Facebook, Illuminate Pablo Shepherds, and for Twitter, Illumid three. All, all, we'll all be in the description. Yeah. Including uh, our, our, our texts and and, and Cash's ones as well. Um, and lastly, um, just so you guys know, and I'm just gonna. Yeah plug this one out there there are some ministries that i'm in partnership with and some ministries that i also um lead myself uh holy bars a ministry that i lead uh music is our if you like front face but we're also working with other ministries to 
to do things to, together. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to Risen Life, local assembly. Still very, very much in touch with you guys. You guys know Kingdom Culture. Um, I work with um, a group of Christian leaders at Kingdom Synergy Alliance and also a married couples community called the MCC, Married Couples Community. All of this just is coming together to the place whereby we want people to see Christ and to understand that if we're going to arrest the spiraling situation of humanity, we need to make men and women responsible and they become responsible by following and looking like Christ. Right. That message is never going to change. Okay. Well, Pablo, thank you very much. Um, we definitely, we have some different narratives and different perspectives of things, but this podcast is for everyone yes, to sir. have a voice. That's why we made this podcast. That's why I wanted you here. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, please come again at some point. Definitely. Yeah. We'll do it um, just want to say like, subscribe, comment, follow us on Spotify. Um, I love you, mom. And we're out. <laughs>